Blog Talk Radio.
With your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Radio special edition called Thursday evening. Worldwide international radio broadcast special edition called Thursday evening. Is now on the air. I'll be your host. My name, your fear, Israel of Seed Royal. We do a series called Seed Royal, the Nobles of Yachdah. Clean out, fix the blame, and solve the problem, part number seven. And we're going to bring our elder in and tell y'all about the broadcast. Remember one thing, we got a long time for the next speech day, but we got a lot of stuff on the table we want to get at. No doubt about it, we're going to bring our elder in, uh, Mr. Tibbs Israel. He'll tell you all about the broadcast. On the international side, it's flashing big time, over 900,000 strong and counting. So we're going to find our elder and bring him in. So all we need to know, we will be hearing from our elder, Mr. Tibbs Israel. All right, so when you meet the elder with a loud voice, you say, Elder Mr. Tears, Yahweh be to have seen right. And Yahweh blesses the Israel to see well. Hallelujah. Yahweh. All right, the elder. One thing we do know, elder, the box tail has been lit and the curtain has went up. So, Whatever you want to tell this national audience, over 900,000 plus and counting, take your time now. You got to kind of make a couple of uh, moves around, so take your time and do what the Almighty put on you for case number seven. You're on the clock. Come on. Once again, Yahweh bless you, here, Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast among the cast of the hundreds of dollars. Listening and that's a good thing because we all came to hear things that most of us are waiting to hear, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to hear some good things about the word of Yahweh. Well, I can tell you, I was out of it for a couple of days, not feeling too good, but I came back strong, knowing that a teacher can't learn from his students, and why? Because he's always giving wise comments. You've heard me say that before. Because he even has knowledge. He has knowledge. He even gains more experience by his teaching. Now, a student can also learn from wise counsel and possibly willing to teach one day themselves. And this shows well in all of our systems. We have a, a few up and coming teachers. And we can't. We all can hear things that most of us are listening, they never understand. 
But guess what? Our Paul's genes will make all this misunderstanding very possible. We even have those that came to see things in the Bible through competition that some literally can never find. And these are the missing things. Those are the ones that can do none of these things that we do. This is why the words of our Father, the Lord, make all these things possible and more for the righteous. And that key word that I just used is the righteous. Because we have to know, be aware of the scriptures. And the Bible precepts that we're taught. We're given up knowledge to know. We use those out there that camouflage the evil or confused teaching and overly loud bumps of violence contest for their method of righteousness. Even trying to turn the Bible scriptures around as verbal weapons against us that much. As I've experienced that myself, personally, quite often. Now, everyone that's out there that says they know the word of God, well, some even say, I'm he that came in the flesh himself, the second coming. We even clean up on the door in person. Well, in First John chapter 4, verse 3, it breaks that down. He says, every fear that says, not that Yahweh is found in some flesh, is not that of Yahweh. It's the spirit of the Yahweh. So you have heard that it is come, you have now already become the world. And you know, it's here already. You have a lot of deceptive teachers and those that are trying to pull you in another way. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 and 5, 4 says, Yahweh the Son answered and said unto him, said unto him, Take heed that no man deceive Five. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Yahweh the Son, and shall deceive me. Yes, it takes place as we are speaking right now, but not the word. Because we are here to help guide you to God's time to add to our bumps of God on this campus. We welcome and thank all of you for attending our live broadcast of Yahweh's Dinner. We come to you live and open to you all with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. First and foremost, about Yahweh's word. What have you even been asked? How can you guys get this much information from this one book? Well, as you will begin to learn, it comes from connecting the book. Your health. Food that you should eat. Keeping the Sabbath day and much more. And we do all this because you have not. This information you all came to see and have to look no further. Because you've now found that in the voices of the church like five of Rabbis. They open on two on the normal days from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those days are Sunday. And Thursday, having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, we do have a Sabbath class. We will begin to run this Friday. That class comes at 7 30 to 10 30. And the bottom part of the class is set. We have a temple class, 12 p.m., and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to meet. Now, we also have a website set. Use this, and any one of your smart devices, and a tryyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyadyad
the speaker program that you already on YouTube, or at that point, looking down the list, you can see this in this particular thing that you are about to listen. Now, doing a normal broadcast process, but also simultaneously transmitting on podcast. I'm going to sit a little bit here for a countdown to show you Yeah, well, anyway, the actual phone seems to be able to listen to podcast. You can log into that, either by your phone, your tablet, or computer. Even now, your smartphone. Just make sure you have the Caltalk app. We will be listening on the upload group, African American, Voices of the Tears Light, Drive of Your Dog. You'll find our room will hold 50 or more listening participants. This is where Yahweh's Word will be working for your Bible education. Online narratives, counsel those unfavorable topics we discuss, your novel address will be Elder Mississippi Israel, along with the Spirit of Israel, writing as shopping. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And to block up things before our teaching time, we will continue our teaching on contact. That's why we will be on. But one note, when we're giving those scriptures to speak by the field, I usually give a reminder. Always be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the word of the alcohol will flow through you. Remember that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that can hear those righteous words of the alcohol. And that's a good thing. Because we do not want them to listen to that of confusion. As we were reminded in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 33. But when we do this, we keep those scriptures in mind. But when we find those from the room that bump the drums, those are the ones that make all the Yahweh's words get into them. Because here, we will host the righteous path to learn the words of Yahweh as we're told in St. John chapter. 14 and 26. And 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the righteous spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, who shall teach you all things, and bring all things to remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Unless, you go to Shalom, chapter 11, verse number 8. And 8 says, And unto not, that have heard the call, neither in the love men, because you have to know that each and every day is another day for the word of Yahweh. And saying that, nothing has changed except the one of those people that have come to hear the word of Yahweh and those that came to commend it and add on to it, like myself. Only following by those casting the same words we hear behind their back. Let me hear this favorite verses. Even taking those notes, along with the noise, the complainers, the disruptive listeners. Even the page flippers, looking like they're paying attention, but are completely lost and hard to speak. They're clearly forgotten. There are only one man or one woman. And seriously, time is not an open. But the best is left to count. We have to remember we can only do 100% of what we have to as many and a woman to do. And that's is that all possible. Because for anyone that has said they've done more, they get lost. Now they're doing the work of another past Jacqueline's creation. Now that is the call and path. Because we have a reminder for that in Matthew chapter 19, verse 22. 
why you see it always says take note. Because these things are important that you listen to. And Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, and it says, The Godfather Son answered and unto him. With him, it's an impossible. But with Yahweh, all of them And so we can find out what our possibilities will be in the world of Yahweh. We will pass our program back over to our people of Israel and say, I will release Yahweh. I didn't, I didn't hear it at all. This brother Bradley. I didn't hear it at all. It, was, it sounded like it was muffled. No, okay. Brother Bradley, you didn't hear it at all. He's like, muffled. Okay. There you go. Now, brother Bradley said, now, he said, listen, listen, now, I'm a young man. and I need to hear some, some good old talk. Now, I've been told a lot of things. But like I was telling brother Bradley earlier today, I said, it's on you and those that are behind you now. So, brother Bradley, we're going to get off from something, but I know the elder's microphone was very low. So Brother Bradley just said the same thing, elder. So the elder, can you do anything about your microphone? Because the studio has not been lit up as it should be, and you have to run solo for a little while, but your microphone was very low. So elder, come back and, and let's see if we hear you so we can put some on the table for Brother Bradley along with the 900,000 on the international side. So um, come back here, Elder Mr. Chilton, because nobody heard a word you said according to Brother Bradley. So now come back and see can we hear some audio out you, Mr. Chilton, Israel, come on. Well, hopefully you're able to hear me a lot better now, Sir Israel. I did switch up uh, microphones as we were talking. So how do we sound now? Sounds uh, great. Brother Bradley, how do we sound, Brother Bradley? He sounds great, brother. All right, good enough. All right, good enough. So now we now we on point. So now so El, see right now, um all the all the rest of those that um be on the broadcast, they have you know, been a little slow coming into the room for the night to take the broadcast forward, so you want to spread the books out. So we'll give you a minute, Elder, spread your books out a little bit, and then we're going to get off on something on, on tape seven. And then we're doing a series called C. Royal, the Nobles of YHDA Clean House, Fix the Blame and Solve the Problem Part Number Seven. So we're going to take a look at some things in a minute there, Elder. So... We'll give you a chance to spread your books out a little bit. And when the young lions come roaring into the room, then we'll be able to go from there. So we'll give you a minute, and we're going to see what Oprah Winfrey got to say. What does she say? And then we'll get from there, go from there. For your first job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, 
I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Not doing 
while trying to use an error document to handle the request. Bless you. 
keep you. Why does it make your face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you? Why does it lift up his confidence upon you and grant you peace? So we found out the name was found at Solomon's Temple. What do y'all get Only the exactness of the word Yahweh is unknown. The word Yahweh is a relatively new European invention, which was never used in the ancient Judeo-Christian scriptures manuscripts that were written in Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, or Latin. What about again? What name are you looking at was not in? What's the name that got this G O D? Well, that's the name that was not in it. Yahweh was the name in it. Let's read what was not in it. They got in it. That really came in. Ali's exact history of the word G O D is unknown. The word G O D is a relatively new European invention which was never used in any of the ancient Judeo Christian scripture manuscripts that were written in Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, or Latin. So the word G O D, that's the new word. According to the best efforts of linguists and researchers, the root present word G-O-D is a Sanskrit word for H-U, which means to call upon, invoke, or implore. So, the word G-O-D is a new name invented by the Europeans. What do you got there for so? There are no vowels in the Semitic letters of the sacred name Y-H-W-H, So how can you know how to pronounce it correctly? The Semitic alphabet had no vowels, but it was essential for intelligible intelligibility that the Greek alphabet should have them. This it did by using Semitic letters which represented sounds unknown to the Greek. Semitic yod or yo stood for the similar vowel y, and it is easy to use it in Greek for the related vowel of. So we found out again that. When you use the name Yahweh, that's the proper name. But these other names that have been added, we're trying to, before we get into the lesson, we just, a lot of callers have been calling us, asking us, why do we use Yahweh? We let you know that's the only name that was in the text. And all the other names just added. Today, our word theology, meaning the study of G-O-D, comes from field, a root word of field. It would be difficult to call the Almighty the deity, particularly in our culture. People will most likely always call the Creator by the term G-O-D, even though this word is in no manner associated with Scripture. So the word G-O-D is nowhere in the manuscript. The word God is a new European invention. What you got there, Brother Johnson? What you got? One thing that is clear, that the name is not the Lord. Yeah. This title is substituted for the name almost 7,000 times in the most English transition of the Israelite scriptures. In other words, Yahweh is removed 7,000 times, and the Lord is added 7,000 times. This manipulation, no matter how well intended, has the clear desire of Yahweh for the people to call on his name. And you're not calling the name because somebody removed the name. So you remove the name and put the word Kirios and Theos, and from that, you get the word Lord, God, and, and this is Jesus. So all we try to do is save y'all life. That was the for salvation. So we are bosses. Are the Lord And our job is to teach you what you need to know. If you got there, brother, 
Uh, the first one in the is the consonants Y-H-W-H was, too, was considered too sacred to utter. So the vows for the word of my Lord, of God, were added to the consonants Y-H-W-H. And the reader was warned by these vows that he must substitute other consonants. This change having to be made so frequent, the rabbi did not consider it necessary to put in the consonants of the new reading in the margin, Y-H-W-H, was read with the intrude vowels, the vowels of an entirely different word, namely my Lord or God. In late medieval times, this mispronunciation became current as Jehovah, and it was utterly unwillingly taken over as Jehovah by the reformers in the Protestant Bible. So what they did, so how you end up with the word called the Lord God and the Jesus and the Jehovah. That's what happened to you once they took out the written remains. Let me read one more, then we'll get to some text to show you what else they did to you. What else they did. Jesus is still up. Add on the 18th century new letter J, and you get Jitsu. Jitsu in the Latin, you see it's Jesuit and Jesus. The S on the end of added for Greek syntax, the Roman Catholic Church, and all of others. The other churches use the name Jesus, which is their mantra. So the word is Jesus coming from the Catholic Church. We got that, Brother Johnson. I got the, 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 the Israelite letters of Yahweh by reprinting pictures out of the book written by those with familiar spirits. Mr. G.R. Debater wants to keep the Roman Catholic Church tradition of Jehovah, Jesuits, and Jesus. If Trinity is Roman Catholic, which is together with baptism and the slogan, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Yahweh, well, Jesus is the official English Roman Catholic Church name for their son, God. So when you call on the good Jesus, remember, you call on a son, God, from the Catholic Church. Now, let's see what they did in English. English, what? English, Lord God, Semitic Y-H-W-H, pronounce it, Yahweh. Oh, so Yahweh, four letters. And we're going to go to Sister Karen and find out one thing with Yahweh's name. Okay, over the years, this discovery with the divine name continued. Soon people would not pronounce Yahweh at all. Whenever they saw Yahweh in the Bible, they would either say the name Hashem, uh, the Lord, Adonai. So the word Hashem means Yahweh. We're going to find out who is Yahashem too. We're going to take a look at that. So we know even Hashem means Yahweh. Now we're going to open up that good up. Okay. Let's take a look at, um, let's start off in Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. And let's see what that says. Second Timothy chapter 2. Verse number 19. We'll start off with 2 Timothy 2.19. 2 Timothy 2.19. Nevertheless, the foundation of Yahweh standeth sure, having this seal. Yahweh knoweth this that, is, that are his. And let everyone that name the name of Yahweh the Son depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. So we found out 
name, huh? Yeah. Well, we'll find out what name he wants. He said he knows who is here. Because who is here is going to call on the name. And Brother Johnson read that whenever you see the word Lord God, it means Yahweh. So okay, let's go to Matthew 25. And we will look at something in Matthew 25. Back there with Brother Johnson in the chapter of Luke. Let's go to Matthew 25 just for a minute. Let's see what we got in Matthew 25, verse 37. Let's see what that says. And it means. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Yahweh. Stop right there. The righteous is going to use the name. And we just read again in Timothy 2.19. We know who is here because he is going to use the name. And the watch is going to use the name. So once you find out the name, you're going to do the research and you're going to use the name. And we're going to show you exactly where the word Christ came from uh, by Brother A. Taylor. And we're going to find out exactly the reason exactly where you see. We don't know where the word Christ comes from. So we know they say, well, we see the word Christ there. That's not where that comes from. The other green also comments on Greek word Christ, Christ Christos. That right there. So when you see the word Christ in your Bible, it's coming from Christos. Come on. Christos is the Greek equivalent of the Semitic Messiah, meaning anointed. So it means the anointed. But let's find out who is the anointed. Good enough. Let's find out who is the anointed uh, by Brother Johnson. We'll go all the way to um, Psalms chapter 2. Let's find out do the anointed have a name. Because that's a title. We want to know if it's prophesied about a name for the anointed. We're going to Psalms chapter 2. And we're going to pick it up at verse number 1. We're going to find out who is this one called the anointed. Who want to say? Why do the goings rage? Yeah. And the people imagine the vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against Yahweh and against his anointed, saying, Oh, against Yahweh and his anointed. So we got Yahweh and his anointed. So the anointed is anointed by Yahweh the Father. Let's see what is said in verse number seven by the Father. I will declare the decree. Yes. Yahweh has said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Oh, so we found it was a day that the son was begot by the Father. But the anointed one is the one that is now known as, let's see, uh, Brother A.T., let's go to St. John 5, 43. Who is this anointed one? And let's see what he say out of his own mouth in St. John 5, 43. What do we say? St. John 5, 43. I come in my Father's name. And when I came, I came in my Father's name. 17, uh, Brother A.T. or St. John, let's see. What else about what you just saying? 17, verse number 1. What's going on in 17, 1? St. John 17, 1. These words spake Yahweh the Son and 
smiled to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son that thou son also may glorify thee. Yes. Great. And thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee the only true Yahweh the Father and Yahweh the Son whom thou hast sent. Yes, the Son said he was sent. And he come in the Father's name. Glory to the Lord. I have glorified thee on the earth. He said, look, Daddy, I have glorified you on the earth. Come on. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And I finished the work that you gave me to do. Come on. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thy own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. It was around before the world the world. So look here, all this work that you gave me to now glorify me what I had with you before the world was. Right. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world, being thy work, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. So, Sister Karen had me 317 on St. John Wisdom, but look what he's saying here. He said, when I was in this world, I glorified thee, and I kept him in your name. Verse 11, what it say? Verse 11. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thy own name those who thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. So, and I kept them in the name when I was with them. Skip down to verse, matter of fact, let's read 12, make it sound good, 12. And while I was with them in the war, I kept them in family right there. And when I was here, I kept them in your All right, excellent. So you see, yeah, one thing we do know, that this, the bosses of a church life have been talks and just says Yahweh for quite a long time, no doubt about it. So now, Elder, we want to check and see how's your microphone sounding, because we do have our mother, Mother E, have came into the room. So you see, I'm coming on stage, see, see her. I, I, I hear what's going on, so I'm coming on stage in a minute. So, Elder, let's tell us how that microphone sounds. Let's basically hear that microphone one more time. Come on. Elder, Mr. Tibbs, trying to hear that microphone there, Elder. What does that microphone sound like? Okay. Mother E, one of the mothers out of Camp 1, tribe of Yah God Judah. Hey, Mother E, Yahweh bless you, Israel. Yahweh bless you, Israel. A seed Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. They have a lot of microphone problems. And we're waiting to kind of get something going on, but we did get something going on. The Almighty had a backup plan, so to talk about the name. So we've done a little bit of that. So, Mother, we're going 
going to check with the elder one more time and see how he straightened that microphone out. And then we want to ride solo. Well, we know Mother Z. Mother Z is not seeing. Now, you know I can get in that microphone, too. I'm in this thing to win it my, myself. And that's a great thing. See, what about it? That's what it's all about. Step to the plate. Never know when you're on the clock. Step to the plate. Get in where you fit in at. Hell, Mr. Tim's Israel. Yaquah Bichley Israel. And Yaquah blesses you, Israel, to see well. Hallelujah, Yaquah. Hallelujah, Yaquah. Well, you still sound low, but I think why you sound low now, because you ain't putting no air in your chest. I think well, I do hear you in grand style. Hey, Mother, Mother E, how'd you hear the elders? Did you hear the elder in grand style, or he's just talking low? Right now we see his microphone has been fixed. So tell me, Mother E, what did you just hear out of, out of the elder, Mr. Kibbs, Israel? Come on. It's sound okay to me. All right. Great. All right, Ella. So you sound all right and you're ready to go. So now let's look at that Luke chapter 12, verse 12 one more time. And we'll see can we get something going on. Luke chapter 12, verse 12, take 7. Ella, Mr. Kibbs, Israel. What's that sound like? Come on. In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12. 12 says, for the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Uh-huh. The righteous spirit will teach you in the same hour, yo. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Now, now, mother, we did say yesterday we was going to take a look at a verse, and I recall it, and mother Z already recalled it here. You say you're going to get right back on something. And Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. Now, we know you, you should be well rested, Mother, to uh, deliver the knockout blow with no problem. Because we want to read a little prophecy, and then we're going to investigate some things. So what do it say that we can read in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15 down to verse 22? And that big old long word at the end going to be... Presumptively, that will be a long word at the end, way down at the bottom. But 15 down to verse 22, Mother. Take your time there, Mother E, and uh, let's see if we get something going on on tape number seven. You on the clock, come on. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 15, verses 15 to 22. Verse 15. The Yahweh, your Yahweh, will raise up. Unto thee a seer from from the midst of thee of the brother, like unto me, unto him he shall hearken. Hold that point. Hold that point. Hold that point. Now that that big comment there, mother. You mean it's a prophecy? Um, read that verse again, cause I'm got happy already. So now. I all got happy by hearing what you just got to read, and I got to hear that verse one more time, and I got a precept there with the elders. That's a big verse you just got to read. Let's see if we take a look at that one verse, 18, 15, one more time, and let's do a little precept and find out what's going on here. Matthew chapter 18, one verse, 15 again, that mother. Come on, you want, you want, you want something, come on. Okay, the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verse 15. 
Yahweh, your Yahweh, will raise up unto thee a seer from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him he shall hearken. So it's already prophesied. Moses was already, it's prophesied to the children of Israel, tell them that it will be a seer that's going to be raised up out of the midst of thee. And, and when that seer comes unto him, he said, listen to him. Now that's big talk. So Moses saying, getting the children of Israel all warmed up and that it will be a fear coming in the future. And when that fear comes, he says, listen to him. Then, uh, hey, hello, Mr. Taylor, I need a case in point about that in First Samuel chapter 7. I want to precept that elder. See, one thing about it, you never know where you're going, but when you hear something, he'll tell you, hey, you know what I want on the table? I want something on the table that I want on the table. So you just remember. And and that's when you know when Yahweh is working with you. When you're that small, still boy, tell you exactly, stop what you're doing and precept that. That's when you know that the Almighty still got another day for you. So yeah, that should make you happy. When a precept comes to your brain, that means Yahweh is still working with you. But if a precept don't come to your brain, that means you got work to do. Let's go to First Samuel chapter seven, verse fifteen. What it said there, uh, Elder, Mr. T of Israel. In the book of First Samuel, Samuel, chapter seven, verse number fifteen, it says, "And Samuel judged Israel." All the days of his life. And Samuel judged Israel. How long, Israel? All the days of his life. Hey, Samuel. So Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. So this ain't no, this ain't nothing about being voted in and voted out. When you are fear of of Yahweh. That is your duty until he lay you down to the ground. It is. Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. Now, let's find out a little bit more of what he had to do, Elder. What he had to do in the ninth chapter, verse 15, who was working with Samuel in nine First fifteen. Let's read a little bit and see what's going on that we can read in First Samuel chapter nine, verse fifteen and sixteen. Then we'll then we'll talk a little bit and we'll read a little bit more. Let's see what's going on. Samuel judged Israel, the Israelites, all the days of his life. Let's see who was working with him in verse fifteen and sixteen. Come on. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, looking at verses 15 and 16, 15 says, Now the Yahweh had told Samuel a day before Saul came, saying, 16, tomorrow about this time 
I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry has come unto me. Hey, I am. Or can you look at can you look at this verse real real carefully? You mean Yahweh was talking to Samuel, and he said the people that I want you to kind of go and put a, the eyeball on, according to verse sixteen, they are who? According to verse sixteen, who are these people that he sent in Samuel to anoint somebody? Who is these people according to, I mean, who is the four-letter man's people? Uh, people. That's what I want to know. According to verse 16, what it say? According to verse 16, it says he shall send um, someone to be a captain, people of Israel. So, um, Annoying. so who, who is who is who is Yahweh's people there according to verse sixteen now? His people Israel. Oh. So you mean that the Almighty got a a particular or special people? You mean it's eighteen nations. You telling me he's sending Samuel to his people and they carried what name? Hey, Mother E, what name they carry, Mother E? Israel. Hey, Mother E, what name they carry? His people. The name of Israel. No, you, you sound like you're guessing at it, Mother. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about verse 16. Verse 16 is speaking for itself. It sounds like you guessing at it. Oh, but okay. Well, a man has a man. Like it. It. Hold on, mother. Hey, hold on, mother. It sounds like to me you need you need a little bit of that. Uh, Saint John three eleven. Now come back to three eleven. Then we'll come back to this, mother. Give me Saint John three eleven. Cause see, one thing about it, those seals got to make sure that when we put when we exhibit what we're exhibiting, those that are hearing it can deal with it according to the scriptures. So now, give me that St. John 3.11. We coming right back now. St. John 3.11. St. John chapter 3, verse 11. St. John 3.11. Yeah, what it say? St. John three, chapter 3. We speak that we do know and testify that we have seen, and we receive not our witnesses. Ah, uh-huh. so mother, when we come to this broadcast, we speak what? What do we speak six nights a week? And we back on tomorrow, Friday night at seven thirty. What do we speak when we come to this broadcast? According to St. John 3.11. That we do know. Oh, okay. All right. So, Elder, read verse uh, 9.16 again. Then Mother's going to get in there 
and let's see uh, what mother going to say after you read 916 one more time. One more again, Elder. Read that up 916 again. Uh, first Samuel. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? In the book of first uh, Samuel. In the book of first Samuel, chapter nine, looking at verse sixteen. Once again, sixteen says, Tomorrow I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry is, come unto me. And, and, and now, Mother E, who is your wise people out of 18 nations? According to verse, uh, according to verse six, 16, who is Yahweh's people? Okay, so in this verse it says, Tomorrow, about this time, I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin. So, to me, you talking about uh, uh, somebody from the land of Benjamin, a uh, captain from the land of Benjamin, uh, a Benjamin, a ben- I guess the Benjamin. Uh, okay. Okay, we clear. There's coming a man is coming out of business. He ain't got no name yet, but he wants to be captain over my people. So who is the Almighty Four Little Man of Peoples? According to verse sixteen, I want to know who is his people. According to verse sixteen, his people is Israel. No, according to the verse. Who is his people according to the verse? Look down at the verse 16 and tell me boldly who is Yahweh's people according to verse 16. It says, a captain over my people Israel. Uh, So who is Yahweh's people? Israel. Okay, well, okay, that's what I want to hear. I mean, we got to speak what we know. So we know out of the, out of the 18 nations, mm-hmm. Yahweh picked the people to be his people, and by name they called the children of Israel. So that is what mm-hmm. the Bible saying. Now, we don't get a precept on that, Mother. Give me a precept on that by going to two. 221, 223, down to verse 25. I just want to get a precept on the mother. I need a precept on that to make sure because at the end of his verse, he said, my people, because their cry have came unto me. So when his people the children of Israel cried to him. Mm-hmm. He listens. He hears. Found out his people is the children of Israel. Now I want to precept this because he precept this because he just said 
when they cried unto him, he heard them. That's big talk, mother. So I want to precept that to Exodus chapter 2, 23, 24, and 25 to get a precept on that. For we should be clear the same way they got into trouble, he's showing you how you get out of trouble. So we want to precept that in Exodus 2, 23, down to verse 25. What does it say, Mark? Book of Exodus, chapter 2, verse 23 to 25. Okay. Exodus, chapter 2, verse 23, read. And I will come, and it will come to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel fingered by reason of their bondage, and they cried, and their cry came unto Yahweh by reason of the bondage. Verse 24. And Yahweh heard their groaning, and Yahweh remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Verse 25. And Yahweh looked upon the children of Israel, and Yahweh had respect unto them. Ain't that so? You mean that here go your, your jewels. Yahweh got respect unto you, children of Israel, when you cry unto him, not your government system. He he got respect when you cry unto him, O children of Israel. That's big talk with them. So you see now, the last time you got a good cry in, who would you cry to? Did you cry about your better half? You cry about them babies you got, or huh? Them children you got, or did you cry to Yahweh? If you cry to Yahweh, He's saying here, I got respect for you when you cry to Him, cause this, cause He's saying, I am the problem solver. But you children of Israel, you got to get your cry right. Your cry got to go to Him. There we go. All right, I right, we got that part out the way, so I'm very happy. So we're going back to First Samuel, chapter nine, verse seventeen. And let's see what what it says in First Samuel nine seventeen, down to verse nineteen. Okay, looking at the book of uh, First Samuel, chapter nine, reading uh, what was that first? Samuel chapter 9, verses 17 to 19. 17 says, And when Samuel saw Saul, the Yahweh said unto him, Behold, this the man who I think to thee, of this same shall reside over my people. 18. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the, in the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where is the seer's house? 19. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me unto the high place where you shall eat with me today, and tomorrow I will let thee go. 
and I will tell thee all that is in thine heart or mine. Wait a minute. What? Uh, so we find out the man that's out of the land of Benjamin is Saul, the first king to be of Israel. So the first king of Israel didn't know his position, but somebody knew his position, which was Yahweh, and he told him his position to Samuel the seer. And when Samuel got there, when Saul got there, he asked Samuel a question because he was looking for somebody. He was looking for the seer. According to verse 19, Mother E, what did what did what did Samuel say according to verse 19 to Saul? Because he was looking for the seer. What did he say boldly in the first two lines of 19? Then break that down for the national audience. What he what is he saying after you read 19, the two lines? Then tell me and tell the national audience what is what's going on with this picture come out. Okay. So verse 19 he said, and Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Okay. Good. Now what's going on? Now now what's going on? What's what's happening? What's going on right here? We see Yahweh, he's all involved. He had Samuel, the seer, to anoint a Benjamite that's coming out the land to be over his people's Israel. So when it, when it comes down to any business of Yahweh, who's supposed to do it, who's supposed to take the lead role, and what, how do Samuel supposed to carry himself according to verse 19? Now, now, Mother, take your time to look at verse 19 and help the seer and the management orders understand the order of things that we can read. Okay. According to 19, two lines, what's that talking about, Mother? Come on. Okay, the first two lines is talking about um, Samuel answered Saul and told him he was the seer. But then he told him, um, uh, go up before me unto the high place, for he shall eat with me today, and tomorrow I will let thee go. Okay? And we'll tell thee all that is in thy mind. So um, family was telling Saul that he would let him go, in, but he would tell him what was in his mind before he went. So, um, which one, which one of these got a higher stature? The king, what they call now president, or the seer, according to Yahweh? Which one got a higher stature with Yahweh? The big government or the seer? Who got more? of a um, insight with what Yahweh got going in this world today, is it the king, the president, or the seer? 
I was so a seer. You a fader seer? What you got to work with, Hill? Hey, Hill, what, 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 you, what you got on Roger's foot on the table? According to the high statue, which one is more close to Yahweh, the king to be or the president to be or the seer? According to verse 19 and 15. So, Hill, what, what, what's going on here? Before we get started up the road. So what's going on here? You can uh, break down for the national audience. Come on. Well, actually, I won't change the subject, but we did say if you follow the protocol of the Bible, where the word came from, who the seer would, uh, seer would be the one that would be closest to the uh, Yaqua, yeah. not right. the president. Okay. Protocol of the Bible states so. Oh, okay. All right, well, that's pretty good. We'll 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 leave that we'll leave that we'll leave that right there, mother. And you know, we'll leave that right there. I mean, but and the seer is supposed to be on top of this. How long, according to seven fifteen, mother? Read seven fifteen. How long does the seer supposed to be in that position, according to First Samuel seven verse fifteen? Uh, uh, whatever. They don't say forever, but it says, Samuel shall judge Israel all the days of his life. All days of his His life. So once a seer in place, the only way he can be taken out of place, what got to happen? According to 715. His life has been taken. He got to die. Yes. He got to pass on. So so otherwise, until he he pass on, until until he pass on, the seer is the closest thing to the mighty one. Is that what we're reading? Right. Is that what we're reading? Yes. That's what I said. Hallelujah. Well, that's it. Let's go back to Deuteronomy that end, mother. I mean, we got, so we got one verse out the way. So, you know, um, all we see, what we're doing is uh, just by the tenor of a conversation. That's how we um, precept and some understanding. See, one thing about it, you don't know what lesson you'll put on the table. Yahweh dictates your lesson. So we're going back to that Deuteronomy again, mother. And we're going to talk at it that we've done all that to take care of one verse. Now, we're going back to that verse 15 and read 16 now. It was in the 18th chapter, right? And this right. is a prophecy of some big stuff going on. So we know you got a marker in there, and we know you read Deuteronomy 18, 15, so you be through with that. <laughs> now, let's see if we get some more on what it's saying. Now, you got 18, 15 out the way. Now, we're going to tuck at it. So we know somewhere in the future, it will become, and Yahweh, that Yahweh will raise up unto you a seer from the midst of thee, of thy brother. So the seer must be the 
Israel bloodline. So a, a fear must come out of the bloodline of Israel. It can't be someone that is outside of Israel because it got to be raised up as the mystery of thy brother, like unto me. It got to be just like Moses. And Moses made it plain, he made plain, Elder, exactly how he stands in Acts chapter 7, verse 23. Hey, Elder, Mr. Tibbs, he said something about, Moses said something that was rehearsed in Acts 7, 23. Can you go see out what it says in Acts 7, 23? Okay, in the book of Acts, looking at chapter 7, reading verse 23. 23 says, And when he was four, 40 years old, it came into his heart of mind to visit his brother, the children of Israel. Hey, that's so Moses' brothers was who? The children of Israel. You mean Moses was an Israelite? Yes. Moses was an Israelite. Do, do we? Moses was a Israelite. And his brothers was Israelite. Israel. So now when you're reading this Bible, it's already prophesizing that when all the heads that's in this Bible is no longer there, it would be a brother coming out of his bloodline to have the answer that you need even to this day. There's right there. So anybody standing before you must be of the bloodline of the children of Israel. There's right there. Now, now I got to precept that. Uh, Elder, back up to the 17th chapter. Let's, let's, see, we got to understand. See, once we understand something, then when Yahweh released the school, banquet hall, land for us, we know exactly that how he's supposed to govern it according to the scripture, that everybody in leadership must come from the bloodline of the children of Israel. And now we're going to get a precept on that in the 17th chapter. And we're going to look at verse number 15, Elder. Let's see what it says in 17, verse 15. I'll tell you what, read verse 14 just to make it sound good. Read verse Deuteronomy 17, 14, and 15 just to make it sound good for the national audience. Come on. Okay, Deuteronomy, looking at chapter 17, reading verses 14 and 15. 14 says, when thou art come unto the land which the Yahweh thy Yahweh giveth thee, and shall possess it, and shall dwell therein, and shall say, I will set a king over thee, like as all the nations that are about me. 15. Thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Yahweh thy Yahweh shall choose. One from among thy brothers shall be set king 
Thou mayest not set a stranger over thee, which is not thy brother. Hmm. Well, hey, you want to take a shot at that? You want you want you want to take a shot at um, what is this saying to the national audience? Remember, we talked to over nine hundred thousand plus. Our problem, we don't know the Bible order. We know what the world got to offer, but you got to be somebody to show you, yeah, the world got plenty to say. But according to Scripture, he's talking to the children of Israel. He's telling the children of Israel what, Elder, according to Deuteronomy 17, 14 and 15. What is he telling the children of Israel to always be on the lookout for, according to verse 15, 14 and 15. What is that? Well, explain in the verse. When you come into the land that the Aqua has given you, he's going to set a king over them, like, example, a king over all the nations. But the Aqua was going to choose from the brothers of Israel and not a stranger. You're going to choose mm-hmm. one of the brothers to be a king over you. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, So, he don't change it called Nebuchadnezzar 3, verse 6, Hebrews 13, verse 8. And we don't put anybody over us, the children of Israel, to our tribe. It must be, according to verse 15, it must be what? According to verse 15, what do the children of Israel be reminded of according to verse 15? That Yahweh will choose from among the brothers of Israel. And not a stranger. Not a stranger. Going to choose to set the be a king thing. over them and not a stranger. So that means those that's not of the bloodline of Israel. So that's your answer your question on the way of answering your question. You don't set nobody over you biblically wise unless he's the bloodline of the children of Israel and that's an order from your mighty one called YHWH. That's what he said. So that's what he's talking about. Now, okay, you got it? Good. Now we're going back to Mother in 18 chapter. And let's look at another verse now. So now she read 15. So now we got 15 out the way. Now, what do we get out of verse 16, Mother? Let's go back to Deuteronomy 18, verse 16. Let's take a look at this verse and see what we get out of this verse. 18, 16. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verse 16. According to all that thy desires of the Yahweh, your Yahweh, and Horo, in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Yahweh, my Yahweh. Neither let me see this great fire anymore that I die not. 
So now these children of Israel, mother, they tell the Moses, we don't want to hear the voice of Yahweh, that Yahweh. Neither let me see fire anymore that I die not. So the people are telling the leadership, we don't want to hear Yahweh's voice no more. Mm-hmm. Nor see that great fire. But they were very nervous when Yahweh showed them, showed them his power. But he said something in verse number 16 there. Now these children of Israel talking to Moses, saying, we don't want to hear his voice no more. Now, mother, tell me who voice they don't want to hear no more according to verse 16. Now, the children of Israel, they say, Moses, we don't want to hear his voice no more. You go take care of that business, and we'll wait on you. Who voice, according to verse 16, that the children of Israel don't want, they didn't want to hear no more, according to verse 16? Uh, they didn't want to hear the voice of Yahweh the Son. They didn't want to hear the voice of Yahweh. There ain't no song in there unless you precept it. So they didn't want to hear the voice of Yahweh. They said, listen, we want to hear the voice of Yahweh. My Yahweh, that's what they said. Now always we can put in that. You got a precept there, mother. You just can't throw that on the table unless we got a verse to bag it up. Now, you can put it in there, but then like the WCC saying right now, I don't see no Yachwater song there. So now, so now we got to go into the scripture and see what Yachwater that they said, they don't want to hear his voice anymore. So now what we got to do for the World Council of Churches, over 500 million members, we got to precept that. Because we don't see Yahweh's son there. But let's see if we precept the Bible, we can find it. Hey, Ella, let's run to St. John chapter 5, verse 37. Let's see if we, if we do some precepting, maybe we might find something that Mother just said by precepting your Bible. Let's look at St. John 5, 37, Ella. Let's see can we tie this in by precept in the Bible. 537 says what? The book of St. John, chapter 5, reading verse 37. 37 says, And the Father himself, which had sent me, had borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seeing his shape. Well, well, you got kind of low there. You know, I I, we didn't hear no audio like, like I want to hear, but what did you say, What? Okay, I'll say, that, I'll say that again, a little louder. Okay, reading that verse again in chapter 5 from St. John, verse 37. And the Father himself, 
which has sent me, had borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. Well, wait a minute, then. Well, well, who, well who is this? Hey, Mother Eve. Who is this in verse 16, then? Got the, the children of Israel saying, Hey, hey, Moses, over in Horeb. In the day of assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of Yahweh, my Yahweh, neither let me see that great fire anymore that I die not. So, what's going on here? Whoa. Hey, you going to take this? What's going on here in verse 16? Mother, mother, mother is sitting in the wing. So what, what, what is going on here with this verse here? They complained to Moses saying, we don't want to hear Yahweh's voice no more. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to see that great fire. We don't want to see it no more, lest we die. So what's going on here, Elder? And 37. So what's going on here, Elder, in verse 16? What Yahweh is they complaining to Moses about, according to 537, when you precept your Bible, what Yahweh is they complaining about, that they don't want to hear his voice no more, nor see the great fire that he is. What's going on here? I said you you have not heard his voice or seen him or his shape, the Father. And um, so, so what's going on in eighteen sixteen then? What who 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 is this back here in eighteen sixteen? Eighteen sixteen is Yahweh the Father. Capital letters. That's who back here in eighteen sixteen. Okay, we're looking at Deuteronomy. Hey, Moses, you agree with the other said? Okay. Mm-hmm. Looking at that again, Lord, in capital letters, we're told that that means the, the Father. Yaqwa the Father. Thy Yaqwa. Okay. But now... What did you just got to read out of St. John chapter 5, verse 30? Now, now back and read verse 36 and 37 now. What did you just got to read in St. John chapter 5, verse 36? You didn't read 36, but just, just read 36 and 37. And then, now, Mother Green with you now. So you got Mother Green with you, Elder. But let's go back and look at St. John chapter 5, 36 and 37. What does it say? Go ahead and read that. Okay. Going back to St. John 5, reading 36 and 37. 36 says, But I have greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father had given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me, that the Father had sent me. Okay? Mm-hmm. 37. 
and the Father himself which had sent me had bore witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. Okay. Now, Mother, come back and read 18, verse 16. Again. Read verse um, Deuteronomy 18, 16 again. Well, what what the hell has got you to read now? Let's look at 18, verse 16. Now, once you get to reading, the elder and you a question again.
John said, we, we, we read when he said, hope you eternal life. But the son just telling his disciples, you ain't never heard the father at any time or mm-hmm. seen his shape. Now, he said to his disciples, he said, listen, you ain't never heard the father's voice at any time or seen his shape. So then my question was, then, if that's the case, then what Yahweh is back here in 1816? Now, he said, hope of eternal life. He said, I'm not lying to my disciples. You ain't heard the father's voice at any time or seen his shape. Then my question was to you and the mothers that back you up, saying in 1816, you said this is the father in 16, and mother agreed with you. But do you, you want to stick with that or, or make some uh, alterations? I didn't agree with that. You gonna stick with that the okay. father in eighteen sixteen, or you gonna make some alterations? Uh, book, okay, and uh, what book we talking about eighteen sixteen again? Mm-hmm. I'll do the run. Okay, that's what I was I looking at. Make sure. Reading sixteen again. Now, According to plan. all that thou desires of the Yahweh, the Yahweh, in Hor in the day of assembly, saying, "Let me not hear the voice." Of the Yahweh, my Yahweh, neither let me see his great fire anymore, that I not die. And my question was, what Yahweh is the children of Israel complain to Moses, they don't want to see no more. Now, what is your verdict again? You going to stick with the same thing, or you going to make some alterations? Well, we just got to read in the verse that uh, we have to speak that of what we know. So okay. if I'm not sure on that 16, then I have to ask that what we should hear. Okay. All right, Mother, what you got to say about so, that, Mother? Uh, I still right, said it was Yahweh's son because... That's why the son said they uh they hadn't heard the father's voice at any time. So you said he was talking to his father. I still said it was the son. So, um. Okay. Well you're still saying and you is absolutely correct that Yaqua in eighteen sixteen is the son. They ain't never think the father's voice at any time. I haven't heard the father's voice at any time or seen his shape. So the, the Yahweh that the children of Israel is dealing with is Yahweh the Son, and now we got to get, get a couple more precepts because just as we is wrestling with this, you know what the world is doing. So what we'll do, we'll do some precepting to see just the Son out of his own mouth. Now, we're going to St. John 5, now, this is how you do it. See, what you do, anytime if it's a discrepancy, let's go find out, we find out in Titus 1, verse 2, 
He's saying hope and eternal life. He's not lying. So now let's go get a precept on what he's saying that he said in St. John 5, 36 and 37. By, by going to St. John chapter 5, verse 43, Elder, and we're going to read down to 46. And by that time, we should have a pretty good clue of what's going on. St. John 5, 43, what does it say, Elder? Tell St. John 5, 43. Let's read a little bit. In the book of St. John, chapter 5, Reading uh, verse 43 to 46. 43, I am come in my Father's name, and he received me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. 44, Mm -hmm. how can you believe which receive honor one of another, and seek not the honor that cometh from Yahweh only? 45, Mm -hmm. do you think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuse you, even Moses, in whom ye trust. 46. For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me, for he wrote of me. Go ahead. Okay. 47. <laughs> but if ye believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? What is that saying? We're going to take a shot at that. Now, he's talking to his disciples again. Now, who going to take a shot at them at that, basically the last two verses? What did he say in the last two verses again, El? Read the last two verses again. For if you had, 46, for if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me. For he wrote of me, 47. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? So, 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 what, so he's saying that when you read the book of Moses, first five books of Moses, he not, you're, not, you're not reading about the father, you read about the son. He said Moses wrote about him, not the father. So when you read anything from Genesis 1-1 to the closing of Deuteronomy, you you read about the son. Because he told you in St. John 5-4-3, he come in his father's name. Mm-hmm. So the Yahweh of, that they call the Old Testament of the first five books is Yahweh the son. Because he's saying right there, if you don't believe me, if you don't believe Moses, now you don't believe me because Moses wrote about him. He said Moses wrote about the Father. He said Moses writing about him. So he was informing his 12 disciples that Moses is writing about him. So <laughs> Yahweh's son is in Genesis 1-1, all the whole five books. So whenever you read the Bible of the first five books, it's not talking about the Father. It's talking about the son. But when you put the son in there, you must have a precept to go and check it out. Because when you said, when mother said, Yahweh the son, which she did say it, but she couldn't bag it up. And that's like going in the court of law and says, somebody put their hand in my purse and 
got my money out of it. They said, yeah, okay, I see you missing your money, but I need to know the description of them. Then I can go get them. I don't know what they look like. There's nothing I can do for you. So the same thing here. The Yahqua of the first five books, it is Yahqua the son. Because he just said out his own mouth. It's, now read again the last two verses again, Elder. Just put a little more audio in it because he's going to say something. You'll say a whole mouthful in St. John 5, 47 and 48. Listen good what he says. One more time, come on. You mean 46 and 47? They're the last two verses. Okay, 46 and 47. 46. For you had believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. 47. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? Now, what about that? So what is he saying? Well, if you can't believe Moses, if you can't believe Moses the seer, or what he had to say, what he had to say, how can you believe uh, his writings? How can you believe uh, Yahweh's son's words if you can't believe what Moses Moses wrote? Okay, so so he said Moses writing about who? Yahweh's son. Oh, so so eighteen sixteen. The Yahweh they complain about it who? And so we look back at eighteen sixteen, the children of Israel complained to Moses about who? That's the son. I would propose a question at that point. Go ahead. If we had a read fifteen and walked into sixteen, what would that have? Okay. Indicated. Well, we read 15 already about 30 mm-hmm. minutes ago. Okay. We're with you. We took about 30 minutes on 15. Now we just get to 16. So we already read that it's a prophecy coming that he will raise up a seer from among the brethren of the next of and the brothers, the brothers like unto me. And then we, and then remember when you read uh, Acts chapter seven, verse twenty-three, I mean twenty-three, when Moses said he went to visit the children of Israel. So, we, so he let you know that the children of Israel will have a seer on the on the clock in these days, but he'll be among the twelve tribes of Israel. He would not be an outsider. Then we read back. In the 17th chapter, saying that the children of Israel cannot put an outsider over them. The only one owed to to them, it cannot be an outsider. It must be a bloodline Israelite, according to Yahweh. You just can't put anybody over you, not spiritually. Worldly, they're going to be over you because of your disobedience. But spiritually, you cannot put nobody over you. That is not your brother. And how we know that? Come back to the 17th chapter. Just like you and the mother wrapping with this right now, you you imagine what the world is doing. 
You know they WCCs and Latter Day Saints in there. The Catholic Church, they pulling their hair out right now. Now let's go back to the 17th chapter, and we'll read verse 14 and 15 again, Elder. So now we understand. Here go the rules and regulations about what to do and what not to do. Matter of fact, you might well since since we own something, you might well pick up in verse 12 down to verse 15. Now, yo, take a time and get in that microphone because it ain't no accident. This one came up, and so it ain't no accident that you and the mother got to deal with this. Let's see what it says in 17, verse 12 down to verse 15. Come on. <laughs> and Deuteronomy? Yes. Okay. 17, 12 to 15. 17, 12 to 15. Listen good. Come on. Let's see what it says. Deuteronomy 12, reading 17, reading 12 to uh, verse 17. 12 says, And the man, to 15, 12 to 15, and the man that will do presumptuously will not hearken yeah. unto the priests that standeth to minister there before the Yahweh, the Yahweh, or unto the judge, even that man shall die, and thou shalt shall put away the evil from Israel. 13. And the people shall hear and fear and do no more presumptuously. 14. When thou art come unto the land which the Yahweh, the Yahweh, given thee, thou shalt possess it. Thou shalt dwell therein, and thou shalt say, I will set a king over thee, like as all the nations that are about me. 15. Thou shalt in any, thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Yahweh, the Yahweh, shall choose from one among thy brothers. Thou shalt set king over thee. Thou wilt not set a stranger over thee, which is not thy brother. Now we're gonna take a shot at that. We're gonna take a shot at that article. Take it, you and Mo take a shot at that. What did that say? Well, I think we explained that before. Okay. That when you come into the land that uh, the Yahweh have given you, He will set um, a king over it, and gave an example like kings over a land. Any land, but to be a king over uh, Israel, you will not set a uh, anybody who is not the your brother. We should set a king or either representative among your brothers, not a stranger. All right, that's great. So the order is for the children of Israel that don't do no presumptuously. So don't you do this, children of Israel. But it was very interesting verse that you read in verse 12. And I want to take a look at that verse 12 before we go back to mother. It's something that was said in verse 12. And let's read that verse 12 again because he'll say something in verse 12 that I want to hear it again. And then I want to take a peep at this verse 12. What now we know 
Yahweh is dictating to Moses to tell the children of Israel. Be clear about that. So now look at that verse 12 one more time, and let's see what do we get out of verse 12. Verse 12 again. <laughs> 12 says, And the man that will do presumptuously, and will not hearken unto the priest that standeth to minister there before the Yahweh, the Yahweh, or unto the judge. Even that man shall die, and thou shalt put away the evil from Israel. Mm-hmm. Now, who won't take a shot at that verse 12? What is that saying? I'll put the precepts in there, but I want to see, although we just read that verse, what is that verse saying? And old Seer will go in there and do a little precepting later. But I want to make sure we know what we read and what we get out of verse 12. Hey, Ella, start with you. What do we get out of verse 12? Well, when you find a man that will do good, he won't hearken unto uh, a priest or deacon that stand up, uh, up there ministering before the aqua. And that man like that shall die. And that's the kind of evil you want to put away from Israel. So if somebody do good, they won't hearken to somebody like that. Won't agree. So, um, according to 12, according to 12, when you go on to hear somebody minister to you, minister to you, the Bible, the Word, according to verse 12, what you, what you get out of that, mother? According to verse 12, when you go on to hear Bible teaching, Bible explaining, According to verse 12, can you help those see out and the national audience? What is he saying in verse 12, Mother? Okay. Uh, I have a precept. Uh, uh, no, you, you, no, you ain't got the precept. Hey, Mother. Hey, Mother. Oh, see, he'll, he'll do all that. He'll do the precept. So all I want you to do is look at that verse 12 and tell the national audience, what you getting out of verse 12? What you getting out of this 17 verse 12? And old fear, he'll go and put a precept with it. But we want to know that we read, but we know exactly what we read. Remember, we we have to be a a St. John 3.11. We know what's going on, so make sure we understand to be able to explain it to somebody else. What is it saying in verse 12? Then Osea, he'll put a precept with it after we see that you clear on what it's saying in verse number 12. So now, if you want to read it again, fine. Okay. Let's find out verse 12. Okay. Well, that, well, that, what I get out is he's, he's going to something. Uh, I think put Okay. I'll read it. And the man that will do presumptuous and will not hearken unto the priest, not listen to the priest that stands to minister there before the Yahweh, your Yahweh, unto the judges, even that man shall die. 
and thus he'll put away the evil from Israel. So what what I get out of this, uh, if you don't listen to the priests and the judges, you're, you're not keeping the commandments, so you, um, you're going to die in your sins, and the evil going to be put away um, from Israel. The evil will be put away from Israel. Hey yo, you still you you agree with what Mother just got through saying? Um, I have to agree with that. I mean, same almost the same thing I said. We're both saying the same thing using her words, using mine. Yeah, and so okay. I guess what I guess what we have to do is. Two witnesses. So we agree, right? So we agree. We agree. I mean, y'all saying the right things. I mean, you know what? We know the CFL. See, CFL got to put put the hot seat out there because one thing about it, that's exactly right. You know, it, it's no accident that they blocked the room off of those, those young lines. They won't let them in for the night broadcast. So. They do, they do things like that, but Yahweh always, he always know what he wants to be done anyway. So that gives us time to make sure we read, that we know what we read. So we read in a according to verse number 17, 12, that if anybody stands before you to minister to you, what should be before you? To minister to you the word, according to verse twelve, it says, "What folks be the folk you that minister to you is a man. The man must be a bloodline Israelite, mm-hmm. and yeah, he got to be a, a priest or elder or whatever. But it must be a man that stand before you. So this this is the rules and regulation that we read in verse seventeen twelve. If anybody stand before you." The priest, the prince, the elder must be a man that ministers to you. That's what it's telling us. That's what it's saying. Even that man shall die, mm-hmm. and thou shall put away evil from Israel. So if the man is not of the bloodline of Israel standing before you, that is evil. It must be a man, and he must know what he's talking about. But if it's not a man, if it's a woman, that is evil. A woman do not stand before a man and minister, according to 1712. Now, what I got to do now is put a precept with that. So now, the key to it is the precept. Now, if the precepts say the same thing, then it's a wrap. So now, let's precept the Bible, Mother Eve. Let's see if we precept and see through the Bible support that the children of Israel only supposed to have a man stand before him of the bloodline to minister to the children of Israel. We're going to precept the Bible and see where the precept go along with Moses rehearsing what he just said. We're going to the 27th chapter, Mother. Are numbers. 
We're going to 27 and pick a verse 15 down to verse number 17. We're going to precept it. Remember, if you get understanding, you got to precept your Bible. If you don't understand it in one place, you go get the precepts on it. Now, we read that the priest, all the anointed ones that stand before the congregation must be a male. That's anointed. Not just any male. He got to be from children of Israel, but got to be anointed. He got to know what he's talking about. Now, we're going to precept that and see where what this said before it through the precept by going to Numbers 27, 15 down to verse 17, what it says. Mother Eve. Chapter 27, verses 15 to 17. Numbers chapter 27, verse 15. And Moses speak unto the children, and Moses speak unto the Yahweh, saying, Let the Yahweh, verse 16, let the Yahweh, the Yahweh of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation. Verse 17, which may go out before them, and which may go in before them, and which may lead them out, and which may bring them in, that the congregation of the Yahweh be not as sheep which have no shepherd. Mm-hmm. So this message was given to the children of Israel. Now, we don't know, he didn't give that that same rule to the other nations. So the other nations got princes and women leaders and all that. He didn't give, tell them that they couldn't do it. But he told the children of Israel, you can't do it. The children of Israel cannot put a woman in front of the male in leadership. Because if you do it for the children of Israel, he gave an example said, if the male is not leading the way, it's just like a sheep have no shepherd. That would that what he said right here. So if the male is not leading the congregation of Israel, it's just like a sheep having no shepherd. Now, elder or mother, you anyone you can take this. Imagine if you seen a bunch of sheep, but it was no shepherd around. And help me out there, mother. Let's go to imagine if. This around. We're going to the book of Acts, chapter 20, mother. Now imagine a bunch of sheep. It's out on the prairie. But it's no shepherd around. So he used that as a comparison to what? Imagine if in the 20th chapter, mother, of the book of Acts. Chapter 20. 
we're going to take a look at something, mother. And verse number 28. We're going to see what it says that we can read in verse number 28. Deuteronomy, I mean, Acts chapter 20, verse 28. What does it say? Look at Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Take heed, therefore, unto yourself and to all the flock over which the righteous spirit has made you overseer to feed the congregation of Israel of Yahweh which he has purchased with his own blood. 29. 29. Well, I know this, that after my departure, yeah, readeth wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Now, Moses just said to Yahweh, put a man over the congregation of Israel. Because if you don't, if, if you put a woman over the congregation of Israel, it's just like a sheep having no shepherd. And when a sheep don't have no shepherd, who is they going to mother, according to verse 29? Who, according to Acts 20, verse 29, who is the sheep going to attract right away, according to verse 29? Well, I know that, well, I know this, that after my departure, the grievous wolves enter in and not me. So if a grievous wolf look down and see a bunch of sheep and they look around and don't see no shepherd, well, they, know the, they know he got a stick and a bangle and he got them big old fucky dogs with him. What is them them wolves gonna do when they see a a whole bunch of sheep? What is the wolves gonna do, mother? What is the wolf? What what are they gonna do? What are the wolves gonna do? They gonna do what, mother? They strong. They gonna lead them astray. Lead them astray. They no. The sheep gonna gonna lead them astray. Hey, Ellie, you, 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 um, you, you go on with what Mother just said? Now, do you want to add something to that? If the sheep, if the, well, if the wolf look down, well, let, let the sheep get his thoughts out. He said, now, if, imagine, here go a wolf up on a tree, and he looked down and see a whole bunch of sheep, and he see no shepherd. What is that wolf going to do? Is he going to lead them astray? Now, most say the, the sheep going to, the shepherd, I mean, the wolf going to do. What do you think the wolf going to do there, Elder? Well, the mother was right. I, I can't disagree with that because uh, now if you're going to go worldly, the wolf is going to, um, if you're going to go uh, church-wise, he's going to lead them astray. 
But what will a a natural wolf do if he see a natural herd of sheep and no shepherd? What will the natural wolf do? And he sees some natural sheep out there with no shepherd. What is okay. the wolf going to do? Okay, good. Answer that again. That wolf is going to get him a meal. Mm-hmm. He, he's not going to give him a meal. He's going to give a holler. And all the wolves, all his companions, is going to come. They know the sound. They make, you know, they make that sound. That means they spot something. When yeah. the wolves make that loud sound, that means they don't spot or something that everybody needs to come and let's surround them. So when you hear the wolf right back that neck, they know the out of sick wolf talk to other wolves. And so they know it must be something real good going on because when he when he grab back that neck and holler, they know that they little wolves, they only that's what they call a wolf pack. They only hunt in a pack. So if one sees something that they can live another day with a good meal, they gonna call the pack together. Ain't no one wolf gonna do too much of anything unless it's a cakewalk. So if a wolf see a bunch of sheep together, the first thing he's gonna do is wrap back his neck and call for his pack. And this pack gonna stop what they're doing. And they all gonna come beat. And they're gonna look down and see there is sheep without a shepherd. And a shepherd is is without his dog. So the wolf, you know what they're going to do? Boy, they're going to take out and they're going to jump at them sheep and just put a napkin around their neck and eat up everything they can. They ain't leaving them nowhere. They're going to be put them in their mouth and take them from the tree and get to eating up on them as quick as they can to get another. That's what the wolf going to do. The wolf circle you and they're going to eat you up until the hyena comes. And the hyena's going to do the same thing. So what Yaqua is saying is the same thing by having a woman over you. A woman of the children of Israel, it should be no woman over you in the word of Yaqua of the children of Israel. That's what he was saying. With a woman over you teaching, it's just like a sheep having no shepherd. And that is chaos. So that's the point that we were bringing that we got out that verse. So that so that's the point he's trying to tell you. So if you're in a ministry okay. and you know you're in ministry and you know one to stand out there as children of Israel, it should not be a woman teaching men. But the other nation was not given that. So when you see like George Myers and all the rest of them, they was never given this. They're not Israelite anyway, so they, they can do, because it was given to the children of Israel. See, he, he was telling Moses about the children of Israel. They don't do it. Now we're going to get a precept on that. They ought to go back to Numbers 15, 15, and 16. So we get no precept on that. So we got to understand something. We can't be like them, according to Numbers chapter 15. That's why you got to know who you are. And if you know you a bloodline Israelite, you know 
this is not what Yahweh required of you, but the other nation can do whatever those nations do. They ain't got to keep the Sabbath day. They wasn't given the Sabbath day. But you were children of Israel. That's why you got to know who you are. Because <laughs> look what it says in Numbers 15, 15, and 16. What it say? Numbers uh, chapter 15, verses uh, 15 and 16. 15 says, One ordinance shall be both for you, for you and of the congregation, and also for the stranger that sojourneth with you. An ordinance forever in your generations, as ye are so shall be the stranger before the Yahweh. 16. One yeah. law and one, and one manner shall be for you and the stranger that so journey with you. So you see, see you saying? So now, as long as you lead, and the stranger saying you lead, they can come in up on your leadership. They can have a seat. But you have to dictate the Bible rules that he gave you, the children of Israel, the Bible lead. According to the Bible, the stranger got to follow you. You can't follow the stranger. That's according to number 15, 15, 16. And the strangers is all over other nations because Yahweh gave the children of Israel a order. Not the other nations, but the other nations can see your good works, and then they can come in and have a seat. So, But you got to have an order. But they'd never be in leadership position but they welcome to come in and have a seat up under you, never with you or above you, because Yahweh said that you don't do that, children of Israel. So you have to know the rules and regulations. That's why it's told to. Now, he'll call Moses a seer. Now, we're going to deal with that and see if that's so when we go to the seventh chapter, verse 1. And see is Moses a seer. Hey, you ought to be going Exodus 7, verse 1. So when you address Moses, we won't know will that hold up. Or he ought to call Moses a seer. Now we go on to 7, verse 1, and see can that hold up by going to Exodus 7, verse 1, Elder. Let's see is Moses a seer. Exodus 7, verse 1, what does it say? Exodus chapter 7, verse number 1 says, And the Yahweh said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a Yahweh to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet, seer. So Moses, um, according to Yahweh, was, was what? The children of Israel, according to 7 1. Well, Moses, according to Sam one. Mm-hmm. He had mm-hmm. made uh, Moses uh, a Yahweh unto Pharaoh. Oh. And and Aaron, his brother, is a seer. Oh. so Moses was to the children of Israel and Pharaoh a what? The louder, mother. Yahweh. 
All right. And who will deceive him of according to verse 7? Aaron. Aaron. That's another one out. Yahweh made Moses a Yahweh to Pharaoh and the children of Israel. And Aaron, thy brother, shall be the seer. So Aaron was the seer in, 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 in them days. Moses was considered as a Yahweh to the children of Israel. So when you dress Moses, he was considered as a Yahweh. Aaron was the seer, according to 7 verse 1. Now let's go back. Let's go back, mother, to that Deuteronomy again. Now we're going back to Deuteronomy again, and let's read a little bit more. Now, so we are, we are, we learned something on the way of learning something. Like I said, again, there ain't no accident in Yahweh. So uh, we just clean up some loose ends. So the big dignitary said, well, we're we going to, the young lion's not getting in the broadcast tonight. So that's okay. The fox tail been lit and the curtain air went up. So the elder and mother, they said, we got this, we got it covered here. We ready to roll, and that's what it's all about. So now we're going back to the 18th chapter, mother. Now we're going to jump that boat with them two verses. We got that out the way. Now we're going to read the next verse. We're going to jump that 15, 16. Now, what do 17 say? Deuteronomy 18, verse 17. What does that say? Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 17. And the Yahweh said unto me, they have well spoken that which they have spoken. He said, so they are well, so they are well spoken. He said, they won't see me or hear me no more. They are well spoken. So let's see what, what happened next then. Verse 18. Verse 18. I will raise them up. A seer. A prophet, a seer. From among their brethren. Like unto thee, and we'll put my word in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Ah, uh, he said, People say, Yeah, they don't fall well, they don't fall good. He said, I tell you what I'm gonna do, Moses, I'm gonna raise up a seer from the Mongol brothers, mm-hmm. and when he come on the scene, you better listen to him. That's what he just said. So this is prophecy he's saying. It's very interesting. What happened next in 19, Moses? Verse 19. Verse 19. Verse 19. And he said, come to pass, that whosoever will not hearken unto my word, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. Wow. So, and when he comes, who name he's gonna be in there, mother? Who name he gonna be in? Yahweh's name. In Yahweh's name. So it's getting very interesting. What happened in verse twenty? Verse twenty. But the seal which shall uh, to speak a word in my name which I have not commanded him to speak, or that he'll speak in the name of others that was even that fear shall die. Hate that something. You mean that he got it written. Now, 
this, these fears that's coming up, if they mess around and don't speak according to just says Yahweh in the Bible, and otherwise they get caught up with popular persuasion, what did Yahweh say he's going to do? According to verse 19, tell me out here, I don't got nervous. I've got kind of nerves on this verse. What did he say again in verse 19? I mean, what that was, 20? No. I've got nerves in verse 20. No. Well, what he said is, uh, we don't have, we don't have to worry. They that don't speak his words as he told them uh, got to worry. They're gonna die. Ain't that something? Especially the who, according to verse twenty. Especially the who. Who are you gonna get first? Well, to to, to the uh, prophets, which uh, according to verse twenty. Who are you going to get first? To so the prophets that act like they speak uh, the words that he commanded. Oh. So if the seer like. do, do not speak according to his word, that's the one he's going to get first. Now, i got a precept that, uh, Elder, just to make sure that's how he operates. So the way he operates on the left side, it don't nothing change on the right side. So we got a precept that the scene, that's why we know that leadership would be the most hated of all. Because if they don't speak what does says Yahweh say, because they want to for well, friendship of number wise, he said, I'm gonna kill you. So you gotta understand leadership. You gotta see what the Bible's saying. If the Bible says this is the way to go, that's it. If you compromise the Bible for peace sake, or friendship, say, what did Yahweh say he'll do to you, uh, mother, according to verse number 20, at the last line? Mm-hmm. You're going to die. The last line in verse 18, 20. The, the last line in verse, uh, chapter 18, verse 20 says, even that prophet shall die. That seer, I'm going to kill it. So if a seer that's on the clock, and he don't speak, just says Yahweh and leave, for example, I'm going to kill it. That is right there. So don't be in a hurry to buck the old seer off. Because if you get in that position, and you don't speak no just says Yahweh, he's going to kill you. So that is a great responsibility. It's nothing glamorous about it. If the seer don't tell you what the Bible's saying and speak his words, he's going to keep. And there's right there in verse 20. So you tell him, Moses, I'm going to raise him a seer. But if he don't speak the same way Moses spoke, all the rest of the seers, if he alter anything, that's the first one I'm going to keep. Here's the seer, according to verse 20. Is that, is that what we're reading? That's that what we're saying. reading? Yeah. That's what it says. We're going to that to see if anything changed by going to 1 Peter 4, 17 to 19 or 18. Come on, here. Let's precept that and see if anything change after he's back in heaven. Let's be going to First Peter four seventeen and read straight on down to the close. It's about a one verse after seventeen or two. I don't know, but we're gonna precept that to see 
have anything changed from the old book to the new book on what we read in verse 20. First Peter 4, 17. Let's read it. Peter chapter 4, reading verse 17 to 19. 17 says, For the time has come that judgments must begin in the house of Yahweh, and that if it first began with us, what shall the end of them that obey not the covenant of Yahweh? 18. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the unyakwali and the sinner transgressor appear? 19. Therefore, let them that suffer according to the will of Yahweh commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Hmm. I hate that stuff. Who won't take a shot at that? Who won't, take a, who won't take a shot at what we just got to read on the right side of the book? Yahweh's son is back on in heaven on the right-hand side, and Peter is explaining to the disciples and those that got here to hear him. What is he saying that could be broke down from 417 to 19? Do it correspond with Deuteronomy 18, verse 20. Do it hook, line, and sinker with Deuteronomy 18, verse 20. What did I say, Elder? Well, it tells us that the first judgment begins in the house of Yahweh, and it begins with us. And the uh, end of them that obey not, but, and the end be of them that don't obey the covenant of Yahweh. And the people so that, that don't uh, obey, step, that don't obey, that's what I said, don't obey the, the, gospel, the gospel of Yahweh. So what they got coming? The one that don't obey. He said it's just going to start at the top leadership. Clear about that. But he says now, and they going to scarcely make it, but the one that don't, but don't, but don't pay it no never mind what they got coming. What they got coming? Oh, they got the end coming. Hey, hey, hey Mother E, you agree with that? Hey, mother, what, what you agree with? What you agree with in post seventeen through nineteen? You agree with the elder said? <laughs> they don't obey. They got the end coming. Okay. Yeah, what coming? Okay. Well, he said they got the end coming. So uh, the end coming is they gonna be lost. That's what I say. If they if they don't uh, if they if they don't uh, well if they if the righteous scarcely be saved, what shall be on the outside and the sinners appear? So they gonna appear appear in the microphone. So you saying that? If the righteous don't scarcely be saved, but just, it, it, he said, he said, but when it comes down to unyacht Wally, I'm going to burn them in the fire. See, when you ignore what this man is saying, and you pay it no never mind, once you know that you are children of Israel, 
and you pay this man no never mind, then you know that it's going to be tough mm-hmm. enough for the one that's in that position. But imagine the one that's not in that position. That's what he's saying. It's already tough enough on the one that's in the position. He got to be walking on a thin line. But imagine the one that don't do this at all. I'm going to do them some damage. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. So as long as you got hope, you got a chance. Okay, good. Now, mother, come on back to read verse 21 now. Deuteronomy 18, 21. Now, we're going to bring Mother Mother Z in, and she'll probably give a commentary on this or whatever Yahweh put mm-hmm. on her. Let's see what 18, mm-hmm. verse 21 says. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verse 21. And, and if I say in thine mind, how shall we know the word? spoken the word of uh, Yaquah, if it don't come the way that it say. Okay. And right. uh, those that do speak it correctly, you don't, sh- you don't should not be afraid of them because you know the word is coming out right. He said, but if the seer has spoken thou shall not be afraid of him. See, otherwise the one that can uh, say some things and and you know it ain't right. He said, otherwise, you might as well write them off in your mind. I'm just saying. He said that, that they don't spoke from something. They don't just spoke from their own feelings. So you got to watch the one standing before you. Sometimes they be speaking according to their own feelings. If they're speaking according to their own feelings, then you don't, you, you don't give them no never mind. That's what he's saying. For some silly. So if a person standing before you, but now he don't got so emotional, that he going to speak from his feelings. Uh, he ain't speaking the Bible no more. He said, him, you don't be afraid of him. Well, stop it right there and bring that mother, Mother Z, and see she want to add something to it or write something to the table. Hey, Mother Z, travel y'all got Judah. Y'all got bitch that see right here. ain't coming on tonight, here. Oh, okay. All right. 
Well, um, you might want to let, let, let the national audience know who bring this broadcast. And you take your time and then you give us a closing statement behind when you let the national audience over, still over 900,000 strong and knocking the door. You might want to give your, your uh, what you got to give and your closing statement, Hill. Come on. Okay, thus far we've been listening to the voice of the true Israelites speaking about the word of Yahweh. And that's what we do. We're here to guide you through these dark times of uh, confusion, loud bump of gums, and wrong toward Christianity. This is why we welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. We come to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And as you notice, first and foremost, about Yahweh's word. Connecting the books, as you've seen us do during this program. Your health, foods you should eat, and keeping those Sabbath days. And all this is done because it's the information you came to seek and have to look no further. You found that in the voice of the true Israelites. Now we're open from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. The days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. No class on Tuesday. But we do have a Sabbath class. Sabbath class starts on Friday. From 7.30 to 10.30, that's the top part. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class at 12 p.m. and an online class at 2 to 5. Temple members desire to leave. We even have a website address. To use that, just enter tribeyada.com. And after clicking on look for tribeyada.com dash Israelites. Right under the big line, you'll see some choices. One will be tires and offers. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. Or any other device, you might see menu. But after clicking this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offering. And doing so, remember what we all read in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7 and verse 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahqua, you kindreds of the people. Give unto the Yahqua glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahqua the glory due unto his name, and bring an offering and come into his courts. I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yaqua loves a cheerful giver, and the donations are greatly appreciated that are given to the ministry. Under the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and read once again in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. Now, this is done to keep this ministry bringing you thus says Yaqua alive, for building a school, banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of. Also, while there, don't forget to check our calendar. It will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come throughout the year. We also have a live program. To get there, enter three words, Yaqua Radio Live. After doing that, look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of Yadda. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. You'll be right into our live online broadcasts. We also have two numbers you can call. The first is our conference room number, 319-527-6065. The other is our international line. Sorry about that. That's 319-527-6065. Our international line is 224-600-5579. This is where you can call and leave those messages on Bible scriptures that you have questions on. And they can be answered by any one of the six running camps of Yaqua's ministry. But also, I'm saying that, as a reminder, do not call trained to teach. 
you will only hear discouraging dial tone. Also, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. On another note, we might remind you, please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. This is said because he's usually pretty busy with the WCC, New York Station stockholder, Cigar Man, and answering many memos, even now, the Latter-day Saints. So please use our international one, 224-600-5579. If the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. You only hear a discouraging dial tone. Now, if you've missed the beginning of our program, you can catch all the exciting information today at 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 10.30. To do that, enter three words, Yakwa Radio Live. And after you click enter, find the voices of Trizalites, Tribe of Yadav. Choose the program that you were late logging into or any previous day that you were listen. And during our normal blog talk broadcast, we're also transmitting on Pal Talk. Pal Talk can be logged in by your phone, tablet, or your computer. Just make sure you've downloaded the Pal Talk app. Your final room will hold 50 or more listening participants. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American. On Pal Talk, look for voices of the Trisolites, tribe of Yada. Our room will hold, as I said, 50 or more listening participants. And on there will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel to answer any of the on-the-table topics we discussed or the Seer Israel writing as shotgun. During this time, we will take any no more than two text questions answered at a time. And if broad talk ends before teaching time, we will continue our teaching on Pal Talk. But we found out when we're given the scriptures to speak by this year, be quick to hear and slow to speak. So these words that are spoken flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear those righteous words of Yahweh. So at this time, we are passing our program for the closing back to our Seer Israel and say hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. That was excellent. That was excellent. I mean, it's been a very important broadcast tonight on Take 7. So, mother, let's run back over this verse right here and see can we uh, hit this verse again in Deuteronomy chapter 15, 18, 15. Let's look at 18, 15 one more time, mother. And let's see what we can get out of this verse once you precept this book, verse, that verse. What it says in Deuteronomy 18, 15. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verse 15. The Yahweh, your Yahweh, will raise up unto thee a seal from the from the from the midst of thee of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him he shall hearken. Okay, good. So now. So, what we read here in verse 15, and the Yahweh that Yahweh should raise up to thee a seer from the midst of thee of thy brothers. 
like unto me, unto him you shall hear. Now, this is a prophecy about someone is coming in the future. And, Mother, what was written in St. John chapter 5, verse 46 down to verse 48? What was written, Mother, in St. John 5, the last three verses, Mother? Now, we're going to hold them thoughts together real carefully, and we're going to St. John chapter 5. So it's already prophesied it will be a seer coming, mm-hmm. just like Moses. He's a him. You better listen to him. Now, we're going to St. John chapter 5, Mother. Okay. And we'll look at the last three verses in chapter 5 and see can we come up with a conclusion on what's going on. St. John the 5, the last three verses will be 44 to 47. Yeah, 44 to 47. What, what do 44 to 47 say? St. John chapter 5, verse 44 to 47. Verse 44. How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seeketh not the honor that come from Yahweh only? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. That is one that accused you, even Moses, in whom you trust. 46. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. 47. But if you believe not his writing, how shall you believe my writing? My words. My words. Okay. Is there, okay. Let's go a little 24 on that, Mother. Let's see if we precept that a little bit, Mother. We're going to Luke 24. He says, Moses wrote about him. But if you don't believe not his right, Moses, then how are you going to believe anything I'm saying? That's what he's saying. Now, we're going to precept that, Mother. We're going to precept that in the 24th chapter and see can we come up with something through the precepts. We're going to 20, 24 and we're going to pick it up at That's verse number. Yeah, Luke 24. And we want to pick it up at Luke 24. Let's see if we pick it up around by verse number 26 and 27. 26 and 27. What that say, Mother? Luke chapter 24, verse 26 and verse 27. Uh-huh. Hey, what that say? Luke chapter 24, verse 26. Ought not Yahweh the Son... Of not Yahweh the Son to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory, honor. Uh-huh. Verse 27. In beginning at Moses 
and all deceived, he expound unto them and all descriptions the thing concerning himself. <laughs> what? 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 So he, he took somebody for a nice education. Mm-hmm. And he started taking them down with the writing of Moses. He said he began beginning at Moses and all the seers. He expounded unto them and all the scriptures the things mm-hmm. concerning himself. He said everything you read back there on the left side of the book is talking about himself. He gave them an education to let them know everything they are reading is talking about him. Everything that they read from the fear to the law of Moses is talking about him. He took them on an educational to let you know whatever you read in the spirit, whatever you read in Moses' writing, is talking about him, him, not the Father. You got that, Moses? Mm-hmm. Okay. Skip down to verse 30 and what happened next? 30 down to verse 32. Okay. Luke chapter 24, verse 30. And it comes to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them. Verse 31. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Verse 32. And they said one to another, Did not our mind burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scripture? Ain't that so? If they say, as he was teaching us, Did our mind burn as he? Open up the scriptures, mother. He turned the light on, mother. He sit down with them, had some bread. They bust them Bibles out, and he and he opened their eyes up, mother. And see, that's what we come doing the broadcast, mother. Ain't about ourselves. It's about them. Moses, I mean Yahweh, the Son, took the Bible and opened it up, and that's what we come to do, mother. We come to open up the Bible so they can take another look at this thing the Bible way, not the way they've been taught. So that's what we come to do. Every time they come on the broadcast is to open up the scriptures, open up this book, and get them Second Corinthians 4, verse 6. Hey, mother, we come to get them Second Corinthians 4, verse 6. What that say, mother? Second Corinthians four six. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse six. For Yahweh, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our minds to give 
the light of the knowledge of the honor of Yahweh in the face of Yahweh the Son. Now, so, Mother, we come on the broadcast to do what, according to 4 verse 6? Turn the light on and get them knowledge. Let's come back right. to Luke 24, Mother, read verse 44 and 45, and a close statement. And we'll be back on airwaves tomorrow at 730. Come back to that Luke 24, Mother. And let's get a little bit more. Let's turn the light on a little bit more, Mother. We're going back to Luke, chapter 24, verse 44 and 45. And we'll we'll shut him down right there. Now pick it down to verse forty six in the closing statement. Luke forty four down to verse forty six, mother. And we'll close out with this and come back tomorrow at seven thirty. Come on. Okay. Look at Luke chapter forty four verses forty four to forty six. The book of Luke chapter twenty four verse forty four to forty six. Luke chapter 24, verse 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which was written in the law of Moses and in the seal and in the song concerning me. Verse 45, then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. Verse 46, and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooves Yahweh the Son to suffer and to rise from the dead, and to rise from the dead, the third day. Read, read verse 47 and 48 and close the statement. 47 48 and verse close the statement. Verse 47. And that repentance and remission of sin should be taught in his name among all nations, beginning at Yahweh Judah, 48, and ye are witnesses of these things, 49. That's it, excellent. And you are witnesses of these things, and we are the witness, mother. So we are the one that witnessed this, took our business, and no accident. So, mother, whatever your closing statement is on tape number seven, back on our ways tomorrow at 730, take your time and close out, mother. Mother, excellent. Okay, I'm going to read a couple verses of Proverbs. I'm going to start at verse 1. Be not thus envious against evil men, neither desire to be with them. Verse 2. For their mind studies destruction, and their lips speaketh of misdemeanor. The wisdom is a house. Bill, verse 3, the 
wisdom is a house built, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chamber be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Verse 5. A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. Verse 6. For by wise counseling, thus shall make thou walk, and in multitude of counseling there is faith. Verse 7. Wisdom is too high for a fool. He opened not his mouth in the gate. Verse 8. He that devised to do evil shall be called a mischievous person. Hallelujah. 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 Mother Eve, Mother Z, the elders, the brothers and sisters, Yahweh be with you all. Catch you tomorrow at 730 for some more of B-T-Y. Be back on the airways. Excellent, Mother. Remember, short in stature, but tall in the word of Yahweh. Catch you all tomorrow at 730. Shalom. We're going to let you know what they come up with. So, the name is very important. Brother Johnson, why? Acts 4 12. Why the name is so important? Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Why is the name so important? Neither is there salvation in any other. Yeah, for there is none other name under heaven. Given among men whereby we must be saved. So that's the only name going to get you saved is the name. So if you're not using the name and we identifying that the name that you're calling on is going to get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire, and our job is to bring this to the table and you can take it away you want to take it. Because we are bad We are turning pages for you just to. Follow along yourself. And let's see what it says in the back of the book of First John. See, we can always read it, and then you follow along, and you take it any way you want to take it. In the fifth chapter, we'll get ready to read where it says, First John, chapter 5, verse 13, what does it say? First John, chapter 5, 13. Uh, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the, Yah- the Son of Yahweh the Father, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of Yahweh the Son of Yahweh the Father. So, if you don't want to believe on the name, remember, all that what you're doing, if you're not going to take the name, which is, you ain't got nothing coming. Now, Brother Johnson, we already are holding Luke chapter 10, we're going to show you what, we're going to let you read what, what he said about if you want to find out if your overseer got some devil in him. Now, 
If you want to find out how your pastor stands, you're a war that you pay your 10% tithe to. Them. Clear. Oh, come on, Dad. 